It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Tommy Tiernan is bringing his show Tom Foolery to Cork this summer with two dates penciled in for Live at the Marquee on the 8th and 15th of June. To chat about the show, comedian, actor and TV presenter Tommy Tiernan joins me. Uh, good afternoon to you, Tommy. Patricia, how are you? I'm great and it's great to have you on uh, the programme. Am I right in saying that when you do these two performances in June, particularly the, the one on the 15th, that that's going to be the final performance of this show? So th- this show will um, end its Hibernian adventure uh, on the 15th of June and then I'll take a version of it to America back to America in October um, for a tour and that'll be it then yeah so but th- these are the last Irish performances of it anyway um, and but I'll stay busy you know I'm kind of it's, all, it's in my nature to be relentless <laughs> so at whatever it is so I'll always um like every year I kind of build in the idea of, in my mind anyway, of three months summer holidays. Okay. But I just end up filling it. After about a week, I'm bored, stiff. So uh, it's in my nature to be doing something. So I'll always be, I'll be active, though I don't know uh, how yet, but I will be, I'll be busy. But like when you put one show behind you, does that mean then you've got to almost start focusing and thinking of the next show? Oh, totally. But it's exciting. I mean, it's terrifying as well because Stand-up for me is something that I have Torahs full of uh, <laughs> jokes. I have a, an Old Testament-sized file of notebooks and copies of ideas for jokes. Okay. None of them have ever made it onto the stage. 
So it's kind of like preparing for uh, a game of soccer, but every time you walk into the pitch, someone hands you a hurl and a small ball. Um, so whatever prep I do, even though I love doing the preparation, somehow the the you know sitting on my own in a cafe or uh, in the hot breath, <laughs> trying to think of ideas, um, something happens when I walk out in front of a crowd and the kind of stupidity and the weakness of what I've come up with in solitude is shown to me and I have to kind of create on the spot. That's the nature of the beast. Mm. Um, so no two shows are ever the same. Well, no, they are, well, no, they are but they would differ in um, performance. So we say, I don't know if it's like this for, um, uh, I, I nearly became a priest. Um, and if you can imagine going along to a priest every Sunday whose mass was different, but people couldn't put their finger on quite why. Uh, so maybe he says the Nicene Creed a little bit slower one week and he's more dramatic the following week. And he, um, So the show, show has elements of that where it's the same, same material, but you're kind of, you're performing it differently. And then, each week you have a new sermon. So each week there are there are genuinely new fresh bits in. Yeah. That's that's the way. And basically I'm a failed priest, basically, <laughs> Patricia, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it was the Catholic Church's loss. It was our gain for sure. Now, it's a mobile phone free event. Yeah. Why and what will people have to do with their mobile phones? So the idea behind it is to liberate us all from the tyranny of the gadget. Mm. Um, and... What happens basically is you come along to the venue um, and you be given a pouch. You put your bag into the pouch. The pouch closes and it doesn't open again until after the show. And what that means is that for the first time in 15 years, 15 or 20 years, uh, people are at a gig and that's the only place they are. So from a performing point of view, it's something as kind of unpredictable, as volatile as risky as stand-up, it means you can kind of you can kind of say whatever you want, and if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. But you're not going to be crucified in the public square over it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you make mistakes, you know you fess up to them there and then, uh, rather than being tried by media uh, afterwards, um, and a kind of a, a gang of galloping horses coming chasing after you. It also means that the show never has to stop. Uh, because the performer is asking people to put away their phones. Mm, mm. Um, So the momentum is uninterrupted. And finally, it means that an audience can go and know that they're not going to be distracted by their own phones and they're not going to be distracted by anybody else's phone. Um, And it's an amazing thing. We've done it now since um, January and we haven't had a single complaint about it. Audiences love it. I, I think I think it's fantastic because only you know, yesterday on the programme we were talking about uh, people being addicted to their phones and internet addiction and I was talking about the fact I was away on holidays last week and every time I'm out in a restaurant I, I look around to see who's on their mobile phones and it just frustrates the life course, out yeah, of me yeah. to see groups of young girls all beautifully dressed up and all ready for the night out nobody talking yeah. in one restaurant I wanted to stand up and shout put away your bloody phones yeah. you're on holidays talk to each other it's just oh so well done on the on the no phone uh, and I hope others uh, follow suit now yeah. you've played the marquee before do you remember how you first reacted to an invitation to come to Cork to play in a big big top tent um, 
I would have been daunted by it, probably. Um, I'm not really someone who does big shows, generally speaking. People like Michael McIntyre and John Bishop and would do, you know, they do crowds of between five and 20,000. You get guys in America now like Kevin Hart, maybe, I don't know if Dave Chappelle does massive crowds, but they could play crowds between 20 and 80,000. Um, I'm much more comfortable uh, with, say, maybe three or four people. Um, so I would have been daunted the first time for sure, but there's something, <clears throat> it has different qualities. A small, intimate room uh, has the bonus of intimacy. So you're talking about a, uh, uh, a small room, there might be only 80 or 100 people there, Um but you can physically feel their presence. Whereas the bit, it's, it's strange. I was talking to a friend of mine who plays uh, arenas and uh, in front of, I think, an average crowd of maybe 10,000 people a night. And I was saying to him, what are they like? And he said, they're soul-destroying. He says, there's no connection with the audience. The nearest person is about 40 or 50 yards away from you. The furthest person is 120 yards away yeah. from you. They're just very, very difficult. Why do you do them? I asked him. And he says, because when I wake up in the morning, there's an extra quarter of a million in his bank account. So that's why he does them. (laughs) So you don't get an opportunity really in Ireland to play. Visiting comics come and they do the three arena and maybe they get around 8,000 people or something like that. Um, But the opportunity to play a, a, a big enough space in here doesn't happen that often. And it has a different quality. It has the quality of um, uh, <laughs> this is an inappropriate cultural reference, but do you know that old footage of um, Second World War dictators addressing <laughs> half the population? Yeah. So they have that quality, that quality whatever that is. Um, it's a different adrenaline, definitely. Um, but I, for us here in Cork, it's fantastic. We've got to see so many acts that before we would have had to, you know, get in the car, drove to Dublin, gone on the oh, train, yeah. uh, you know, pay overpriced rates for a hotel in Dublin, where yeah. suddenly it's on our doorstep. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's only, it's so impermanent. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, like it's, it's going to be there for a couple of months and it's gone. And it's gone, yeah. And then, you know, because it's not a permanent structure, you're always going to be wondering, Jesus, is it going to be there next year? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So take advantage of it while it's there because it is, it is a great gift and I've been saying to a few people already today is that there isn't another city in the country that has it. Mm. No one else has this uh, kind of pop-up 4,000-seater where some of the top acts in the world come and perform in. Like yeah. No one else has that. So it's, um, it's a gift. Well done to Aiken. Long, long yeah. may they continue. Now, I absolutely uh, have adored your uh, TV programme. Thank you. Uh, and the question that everybody wants to know, and you're probably sick of being asked, are you going to take over the Late Late Show? Well, the only people who haven't asked me that are RTE. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about you yesterday on Liveline and everybody was saying Tommy Tiernan. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, do you think they'd trust me with it? No. No, do you think I'm... Uh, see, I, people people underestimate my... Um, people wouldn't have predicted the chat show if they'd only seen me do stand-up. Do you know what I mean? People, people would have gone, oh, but he's not like that. He's, he's not really a listener. He's more of a shouter. He's not really, he's not really serious. He's just messing all the time. But lo and behold, you know, 
uh, the chat show came out of me. Um, and there are, uh, we're all like that. So whoever gets late late might be someone who you just, Shane McGowan might get it. You know, you, do, you never know who has that in them. But would you consider it? For if the money was, okay. if it was, if, if I had no choice with the money, I'd, I'd have to say yes. Yeah. I, I really am, to be honest, Patricia, I'm very expensive. <laughs> well, I think you'd be worth every single penny of it because your your show has been an amazing uh, success. Thank you. And what I I love is those moments of silence. Mm. Is they're incredible. But mm. the one thing you remember when you did it during COVID times without an audience. Yes. Was that better or worse? What was your What's your feeling on it? I preferred it without the audience. Yeah, a lot of people are saying the same thing. We decided to try it with an audience. Um, this year, because we hadn't done it for with for two years, and wh- why do you think it was it's better without an audience? I I think I think both you and the person you were interviewing, yeah, it, you literally it was just a conversation. You weren't ah, yeah, aware yeah. of anybody else around you, so you we we watching were just eavesdropping on a conversation, yeah, yeah. and those pauses that you did were just they were oh they were magical. You might be right. You might anyway, be right. to go back to RT and tell dump dump the audience. No, that's it, that that's that's it, that'd be my decision. Oh, would it? Yeah. Okay. I so you've, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, you're influencing me. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and then the other thing I loved was your 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 part in Derry Girls. I was a huge fan. Was yeah. it, wasn't Derry Girls a phenomenal success? The, the wild thing about that was we always had thought it would do well in Northern Ireland, and we thought that it would do well in Southern Ireland. We had no idea that people in Ipswich, in Bolton or Southampton would like it. We had no idea that people in San Diego or Philadelphia would like it. Um, so that's been a real revelation that something that's so so local, do you know, um, that drills down so specifically into a certain part of the world is appreciated in completely different places. I mean, that, that really is, to, to think that, you know, you, you could be making jokes about Catholics. And, like, there was a scene in, I think, series two, very funny, where they're doing the, the list of differences between Catholics and Protestants. Yeah. <laughs> was it Catholics like ABBA or something yeah, like yeah. that? <laughs> that people who have never been to Ireland, who have no Irish connections, who are sitting in an apartment in Los Angeles, uh, or Alabama, are laughing at that. Mm. But Lisa, I mean, isn't Lisa that the miracle McGee, of it? Lisa McGee's writing was in, was incredible. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sharp, sharp as knives. But the Northerners are kind of they, they have a dark side to their humour. Anyway, yeah, we're all we're we're compared to them now. We're a bunch of softies. They'd I, if there is ever is a United Ireland, and I think there should be just for the adventure of it. Um, they'll tear us to shreds. <laughs> they will tear us. <laughs> We're we're not up to the halfpenny place in them now. I tell you, <laughs> they have um, the northern sense of humour is so dark. Uh, it's knife like, um, but, but um, at least as, uh, as soon as I read, I read, I read two scripts, um, episode one, and episode two, however, six or seven years ago, and I just said, okay, yeah, I'm up for this. You know, and that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's excellent. It is excellent. Okay, so try and have, I know you're having a bit of a break from the podcast as well. Is that meant to be a three months off of the summer bit that you're going to work throughout? Well, you see, Hector's gone to Papua New Guinea. 
so it's kind of hard to do it. He's yeah. gone off doing his trips and uh, around the world shows. And um, the last I heard of Larita, she was, you heard the story where she was refusing to get on Air Force One. Yes, I did. I mean, <laughs> what a rascal. What a rascal. Why not? <laughs> As the fella said to me, I'm sure they could have found a hairdresser for the Air Force One. Do you know? Um, but anyway, so uh, we'll be back. We're kind of taking a, a, a long summer holidays. Okay. Uh, but we'll be back in September but all as you say, well. you, you're, gonna, you're not taking a break you're going to work throughout the summer listen we oh, yeah. are really excited about you coming to see us in Cork I know the 8th is sold out so there's only tickets available for the 15th that's it yeah, So and, um, you, and you need the money so we need people to buy the tickets I need the money do you know what Patricia I tell you what um, the public the general public can rest assured that whatever money they give me is spent as fast as it comes in so I know they'd be they'd be kind of disappointed to hear I was a hoarder, uh, or that I was had a massive bank balance. It flies in and it flies out. Okay. So as, as long as I keep doing that, I'll need to keep earning. So thank okay. you. Well, <laughs> Ticketmaster.ie for the tickets, Tommy Tiernan. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for that. And God bless, Patricia. Uh, thank you. For talking to us. Bye bye. Bye bye now. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.